When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 873 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. Happy Friday. Friday edition. These are rare. I can't remember the last time we did one of these, but it was important for young JD and Tyler. And you know what? I was thankful myself. We got to enjoy the holiday party and uh, sleep in a little bit. Uh, so we're coming at you today. Plenty to talk about. We've got a weekend of wrestling coming up that's that's pretty stacked. The the collegiate duels being probably the, without question, the, the top action for some of the top teams. We had a duel Not last night. What did you say? Actually, this weekend is it? Mon- is it Monday, Tuesday? Is it Sunday, Monday? It's Monday, Tuesday. I think it's Monday, Monday Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay. Well, I- all right. And I'll also say everything is the weekend from basically this day until New Year's Eve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, we got we got another week of work, baby, before we go to the holidays. You know, we're making the walk. We work on weekends. That's, That's not, right. That does, a weekend is just that means work for us. I, I don't know about wow. you, Ben, but grind boy stuff. We just grind. Um, Actually, a weekend is uh, busy for me usually too. Unfortunately, <laughs> I mean. Busier yeah. than weekdays. I'm going to I'm going to Phoenix tomorrow. We got another PNL event. Um, it's middle school division. Should be we're doing a little camp with all the kids on Saturday, and then we're doing a tournament on Sunday. Should be a lot of fun. That sounds awesome. Very fun. Yeah, I'll be headed to Fort Worth later today for the Stockyard Stampede, which I know you're familiar Are you really? with. Oh yeah. Oh, for for Caleb, not yeah. for Flo. I'm gonna enter. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I could tear up. I think if I could get in 12U True Beginner Division, it could be a good day for me. Oh my God. But as hey, it not, stands. Not, I saw this picture that this kid who won the allegedly was like 12 and won the 12U. That is football. so crazy. But if he saw, but there was this girl last week at my daughter's soccer game. She's like nine, nine U or 10 U or something. This girl looked like a full grown woman. Like she was that tall, you know? And mm-hmm. she, this other uh, goalie from Alexine kept punting it. But she was punted in the exact same place. She was punting it straight down the middle to midfield. And this girl, who looked like an adult, was at midfield. She kicked it in from midfield three times. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Beast mode. Like, 
Wait, someone should tell you to stop punting it to her because she's kicked it in from midfield three times now. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes these kids just want to shoot the head inside single, you know, and just that, deal with the repercussions. That is, that's so true. <laughs> okay, so we'll talk. I mean, App State pulled off a win against North Carolina. I'm going to oh, have to talk oh, about that. Clay Lout went down, which was the most notable upset there. But we had the return of Austin O'Connor, which is fantastic. Uh, we'll get into that. But first... This Kyle Berwick situation is is continues to escalate. Uh, uh, yesterday escalated on Twitter between Coach Chris Bono, the head coach of Wisconsin, and Brian Snyder. But I think before we get into all that, I think it's it's it would be helpful for everyone to just kind of like get caught up on like how we kind of got to this situation. So in the in the off season, Taylor Lamont was recruited by Wisconsin to <laughs> wrestle 133 for Wisconsin this year. Um, Taylor Lamont's an All-American for Utah Valley. Very, very good wrestler. And so Wisconsin pursued him, and he ends up coming to join the team, at which point Kyle Berwick, there, who would have been the 33-pounder for Wisconsin, said, well, okay, it's probably time for me to look elsewhere. They're recruiting this guy to basically take my spot, so I should, I should transfer. And he enters the portal – um, in in May, June 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 thirteenth June thirteenth. So he enters the 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 portal, then ends up at at Nebraska, transferring there. And no one's really thinking anything of this transfer, other than uh, outside of the fact that okay, this guy who's a two time NCAA qualifier is now going to go to Nebraska, and we just assume that we'll see Berwick in action this year for for Nebraska. That has not been yeah. the case, and. Yes. The reason it has not been the case is confusing because this is a situation where both schools are saying what sounds like completely opposite things are happening when they're kind of explaining what's happening. Because on the one hand, Nebraska is saying all they have to do is sign this waiver and he would be eligible. He would be immediately eligible and he could and Kyle Berwick could be wrestling for Wisconsin or for Nebraska. And then Wisconsin is saying, we have totally cooperated and totally support Berwick being immediately eligible. So you have, they're saying completely different things, but somebody's lying. That's what it comes down to. Lying or being a little misleading or which I guess that's lying. I had to talk with my kids, Christian. You can have this, you can steal this from me. Okay. There's many ways to lie guys. There's, um, you know, I could What's just your say, J.D. shirt is green. I could say that. That's a lie. His shirt is not green, right? Um, but you can be kind of deceitful in, like, leaving out part of the stuff. You could not say something, which is lying by omission, when you know you should be saying something. So there's a lot of ways to lie. Mm-hmm. So uh, Wisconsin, <laughs> So we, and we, we uh, Andy Hamilton's been working on an article about this for, for some practice. time now. And attempting to get, I mean, Coach Manning was very helpful and, and cooperative throughout the process. Wisconsin basically, they didn't know comment us, but they basically said, "Hey, what we said in the statement, we, we're standing by that." Which was Wisconsin Athletics supports current Nebraska student athlete Kyle Burke's desire to continue his collegiate wrestling career with immediate eligibility. The UW Athletics compliance staff and administration worked with Nebraska over the past several months to help facilitate Kyle's ability to participate. The decision to grant Kyle's eligibility for the season is in the hands of the NCAA. So the NCAA ha- did um, 
say, hey, yeah, he's not eligible, right? So the only thing that could now make him eligible is Wisconsin signing this thing, but they're not going to sign it. And the thing is called a non-participation opportunity waiver. And NPO, the NPO, as we will now say it sometimes. They should really have someone at the NCAA uh, to answer like a phone to give us great answers on these questions. How how simple would it be if we just call them and say like, all right, here's what person A is saying. Here's what person B is saying. Give it to us straight up. I mean, I have asked a few people and it seems as though Nebraska's perspective is the more truthful one. Um, Because I said, what's the deal here? Because Coach Schneider called me and asked me about this a while ago. Um, and that seems to be what a lot of people think the truth is. Yes. So Coach Bono uh, made a tweet yesterday, which I'm not sure why. Um, uh, I don't yeah, think, it was I, came I, out of the blue. But I was a, looking if it was in reference to something, and it's not. It's just he just. Started it's like, man, no one, no one's talking about this. Why are you bringing this front and center? So, but he does, and it's basically. Well, I'll just read it and then explain what I think he he means here. He goes. Hmm. Anyone see this? As a reminder, while the NCAA Division I Council continues to develop a comprehensive approach to undergraduate transfer waiver guidelines that is consistent with direction from the NCAA Board of Directors, it decided during its October-November meetings that the No Participation Opportunity Guideline no longer be available for undergraduate transfer student-athletes who do not qualify for an exemption to the transfer year of residence requirement, which is true. However, that ruling would not apply does not apply to Kyle Berwick Kyle Berwick um as Brian Snyder who quote tweeted this and um, post uh, receipts uh yes he basically posted uh an email which I will not read because it's it's a little lengthy it's long. um but you can check it out Brian underscore Snyder um or up it's on your screen right now basically the too long didn't read of it is yeah, this this thing does now exist, but an athlete in Berwick's timing and situation, they still could, the university still could sign this and he would be immediately eligible. Um, so why, I, I don't understand, and I, I would be happy to talk with Coach Bono about it, um, about like, hey, what's going on here? And, and there is, you know, there is the possibility that you know, it's it's just Wisconsin administration that's refusing to to sign. It's not, and Coach Bono would would like to, but him him bringing this up, I don't understand. Um, yeah. Don't you think that the Wisconsin admins uh, they have bigger fish to fry at this point than keeping Kyle Berwick from wrestling? I mean, I don't really see what purpose it serves. Um, they brought in someone who they like more. Clearly, that's why they brought him in. Yes, um, and Berwick. Well, he's good. He's an NCAA, two-time NCAA qualifier. You know, he's scrappy, but it's not like he took third at NCAAs last year. Mm-hmm. So the amount of Big Ten and NCAA points he scores, I don't want to say it's it, it. You know, it's not going to be life changing for Nebraska, right? It's more about like why are you withholding this kid's ability to compete? Is to me that's what it's about. That's what we in the business call a win-win-win-win-win. Yeah, triple. That's yeah. a quadruple win. I, I think five. I think you get the two individuals win. The two teams win and the fans win. Wow. That's a five win. I thought you just kept <laughs> saying win, but you actually had a reason you said win that many times. So it, it's uh, it's it's definitely ugly. It's an ugly situation. We, we reached out to other compliance departments to be like, hey, what, what's going on here? And th- they said, 
We're totally perplexed why Wisconsin is doing this. It doesn't make any sense that they're not signing it. Um, yes. And that's the same thing I got too. Just, yeah. And this is compliance. This is not like another coach, which maybe has a loose understanding of it. This is someone whose profession is around knowing the ins and outs of these nuanced situations. Um, another thing that's crappy is if Berwick had waited uh, for the portal, for the other portal window to transfer, he would be eligible at semester. Yeah. That's what's so weird is that, it's like you could potentially do it later, but be eligible without the NPO earlier. Mm-hmm. So strange. So it's like there's there's multiple um, stupidities here. Like <laughs> the NCAA just writes in all this needless n- rules and nuance that I, I just don't think are necessary, right? Not for this situation. Uh, and because they do stuff like that um, – Compliance as a whole can be a tricky situation. There's been multiple scenarios where two sco- it's the same situation maybe for two schools. One school's compliance says, we're good to go. This guy's eligible. Another one can say no, which is why I think there have been instances in the past where stuff like this has happened. I don't Not specifically to the transfer portal, but a lot of times with transferring, you get two different scenarios for different compliance departments. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, I know for sure all Wisconsin has to do is sign this and they're just being spiteful. But I will say it it, it seems a good look. Well, (laughs) and and we'll read um, some uh, some of the quotes from this article from from Nebraska's side. Um, So this is from Nebraska's executive AD, Jamie Vaughn. He said this point in the process, the only thing that could be done to allow Kyle to compete would be for Wisconsin to agree to a no participation opportunity waiver that's the only thing left for him now we've exhausted the other possibilities um and i read you wisconsin's yeah, statement it seems, uh one thing when i i always try to say like who's telling the truth christian one really good tell this is for all you guys out there if someone was willing to put their name on it and put down a really really specific statement like that they are more likely to be telling the truth and yes. if you if you want to lie or be deceitful or tell semi-truths then Right, Wisconsin didn't put their name on that. It just said the Wisconsin Athletic Department representative. Yes, um, Bono's digging his heels in though publicly. Well, we know sort, he's got no morals. Sort of, um, sort of. I mean, he, yeah, he's trying to. He thinks he has receipts, but the receipts are actually not for this. They don't apply to this scenario. They don't um, apply. Yeah, based on that, the reading of the email, which I, I would say it's like, man, reading that email is not crazy clear but it makes sense to yeah me. and i mean the other thing i mean the one the one place where i think you could have some um some moral standing on this would be if you were a program who hate hate a program and a coach who hated transfers you said i don't like that i want to mm-hmm. recruit the guys i want to recruit and i want to keep them on my team and i want to treat them as well as possible but bono's in the he lives in the portal i yeah. mean his he wakes up he bought a house next door to the portal so he could be <laughs> in it all the time that's that's literally what he's built his team off of and so when you're a guy you. who is what portal you portal you. Oh no, Lou Roselli's taking exception to that statement. All these people onto your team from the portal, and, and none of them have been withheld by their teams, right? Was it McNally or Weiler or Gomez, Lamont, right? They haven't been withheld, and so it feels like you should have equal respect to those who are leaving your program. Um, yeah. and, and the fact that he's withholding this is just. 
it's preposterous. I I I told uh, I told you guys this story a long time ago, but um, I think it was when this Burwick thing started. I told it off air. It was actually when Keegan lost to freaking Jake Wentzel. I went to sit right by the mat and I was yelling, "Don't shoot a high crotch, Keegan." <laughs> I love you, Keegan. <laughs> Don't shoot a high crotch on Jake Wentzel, for God's sakes. Um, so, but I sat down to Mr. Berwick and Mr. Berwick's dad, you know, he's like, well, what was the deal with you and Bono? And I said, listen, I just, I don't find him to be a trustworthy individual. And I know he loves Kyle now because Kyle was his guy. Kyle was a freaking grinder, like just put his head down, move forward. And that was why Bono really, really loved him. You know, I mean, Bono was like, he was a Kyle Berwick guy and vice versa. And I said, listen, I know you, he's like, well, I don't see it. I'm like, well, I, I know you don't see it right now. But I can't promise you that you're not going to see it. And I think if there's something where heads butt, it's likely to rear its head. And he said, okay, well, you know, that's that's fair. But, you know, you can go your way and I'll go mine. I said, all right, whatever. And now, uh, you know, maybe you should have listened to me a couple of years ago. Yeah, man, kind of definitely ironic now knowing how everything's worked out. So Coach Manning is uh, apoplectic, maybe be a word we could use here to yeah, describe his Yeah, I thought, I thought his statement was a little um, – it was a little too much, maybe. I mean, the biggest fraud, biggest fraud ever. <laughs> Coach Manning, he hasn't has... heard about this SBF guy running FTX. <laughs> Man, no one told me about him. Uh, there's that a thousand was... percent chance Mark Manning is not dialed into that situation, nor am I. And that I think that's good. Eight billion dollars. He was Listen, a way huge fraud. Amazing fraud. Manning's just about that about that wrestling life this is a wrestling man and he's he has a flair for the dramatic which i appreciate with coach man he said the statement that they put out was the biggest fraud i've ever seen it said that they've worked with nebraska for the past months they told my ad trevor alberts and two other associate ad's no that's not working with them that's us begging them to do the right thing they're basically taking a year of eligibility away from berwick we're perplexed we're super surprised why, in this day and age, when thousands of students enter the portal, why would you not release Kyle Berwick? Why would you cost him a year of eligibility when you admit you didn't educate the student-athletes of the May 1 transfer portal deadline? You never told Kyle Berwick, hey, Kyle, we're recruiting Taylor Lamont. If you want to enter the portal, you got to get in by May 1st. Which, uh, as an aside, I don't know. Is that really... I don't know. Does, does that really happen? You think? I mean, that that sounds like a little I idealistic. Think that happens. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, because I think if you're recruiting well, someone, like, that doesn't mean they're coming. That's correct. So, yeah, I mean, that's where I think that's well. First of all, Mark Manning, Brian Steiner is in crypto a little bit because we talk about it as well. He should go tell Mark Manning about SBF because SBF huge, ginormous <laughs> fraud, way bigger than anything else that's happening here. But meth um, orgies, though. Yeah, I, th I think what you're thinking about building your team, though, and this is like if if you're on a team that ha essentially has a mercenary squad where the coach is in the portal every other week to get someone new, I think you constantly should feel as like my spot is not safe. And if they can find someone better than me, they're going to find someone better than me. A hundred percent. Right. Yeah. That is that is what's going to happen for sure. Um and if they didn't, that means they just weren't able to, to recruit them. So I don't think it's fair that they they said that. But I think as an, a student athlete, you should know what your coach's intentions are. And you should also know, like, what your outs are, you know, and really know the rules. So that's a little bit where I, I, I did find Kyle Berwick's original statement a little bit whiny. Because it's like, Kyle, you're an adult. You're like 22 years old or 21 years old, like it's kind of incumbent on you to know the rules. Like yeah. this is, a, this is affecting your life. You should have known the rules. You can't say, Oh, I didn't know. Like, 
you're real, you know? I mean, so, yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a really crazy standard to think, all right, this school should educate them on every aspect, every nuance of NCAA transfer. Like, just look how how much there is just about one little thing, one little aspect of transferring. There's There's so much. So I think it's a little bit of an idealistic thing. But I also think it's sort of a distraction from Nebraska's general point, which is they could sign it and make him eligible, and they won't. <laughs> That's the point. Also, part of Berwick's yeah. thing was Taylor Lamont came in after the portal this date. Um, Existed. Yes. Yeah. So May 1 was the deadline to enter the portal and have, like, immediate eligibility. Um, and Taylor Lamont didn't come till after that. Later. What's was that? Or no? I'm pretty sure May 1 is... Okay. So, right. and, and Taylor comes afterwards. So May 24th. May 24th. May 24th be with you. So then he enters the portal after that, but it's uh, you're obviously outside of the May 1st window, so you're not going to be immediately eligible unless your institution will sign the NPO waiver, which Wisconsin's not going to do. They're refusing to do it, which why don't, why don't they just say, we're refusing to sign this waiver for these reasons. I would... That would be a lot more acceptable if they said, listen, this is our policy. Kyle Berwick, if they had said this, I would be like, this isn't a thing. If they said, you know what? Yeah, we brought in Taylor Lamont, but we want Kyle Berwick to be here and to compete and those two to push each other to to make the lineup and see what happens. But they didn't say that. They just said, "We're yeah, we support it. We support his immediate eligibility, which I don't understand. I just don't. Why didn't they just say, no, you know what? We don't want people just leaving every time we bring in someone. To, to challenge them for the spot. <laughs> but, you know, the one you brought up, and I tried texting, I texted him this morning, uh, I texted the Cal Poly guys, Rotundo, which I didn't I didn't realize this. So when, when Wisconsin brought in Lamont, they had two 133s, they had Berwick and Rotundo. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, just from a straight-up trade standpoint, it seemed to be like um, weird because, you know, Berwick has multiple years of eligibility left. Rotundo had one year. And so you bring in Lamont, who's got a singular year, you know, and then you're kind of getting rid of the other two, essentially. But um, Rotundo got in the portal later and still has had immediate eligibility at Cal Poly. I I think that maybe to a graduation, I think he might have graduated. I'm not certain on that. I'm trying to get it. He was at Wisconsin five years. So I I think he graduated. I'm pretty sure. Should have a degree by that point in time. Um, so that's that, and that's another nuance of transferring, like the graduate transfers, it's a lot more seamless, whereas Kyle would not be a graduate transfer. So then there's more red tape, which obviously the red tape is is keeping him ineligible. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't, it sucks that uh, we can spend so long talking about this. It's like, just make the dude eligible, be done with it. People can kind of go wherever they want. Why does, why do we care about this one dude? It's preposterous. Yeah. If I'm if I'm uh, pl- pretending that that Coach Bono doesn't care about this and wants him eligible, it's like I would say that I'd be like, man, I I wish I wish they would sign it. I would. And get- then what AD is saying no? Yeah, I know. That's well. That's what I don't. If understand. Bono says sign this. Exactly. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why they wouldn't. But if that's you the case. Would- if that's the case, yeah. it would be wise for him to say that. Just be like, listen, I want I, – he should be eligible. They should let him wrestle right away. I don't know why they're holding it up, but that would be – and that's not yeah. even th- – you don't. You can do that in a way that's not throwing your administration under the bus. But you can say, hey, yeah, we, we like the transfers. We bring in transfers all the time. We don't. We understand the program's not for everyone and that kids are going to leave. That's part of it too. Um, but he's not 
you know, that's not coming out. And maybe he's not allowed to. Maybe they're not letting him say that. But that's part of the understanding I don't get. Because candidly, if you're if you're a division one coach, this is not what this is not the look you want to give. You don't want people to think, man, if I go here and it doesn't work out, they're not gonna let me leave. Like that's not the that's not what you want the uh the rhetoric around your program to be or the the kind of like okay. reputation, I mean. Uh but yes. you know, this will be uh this will be a thing, right? Moving moving forward. Mm-hmm. So yeah, ugly situation. The article from Andy will be out. Um, it is out. It is out. Um, <laughs> it will be out. Oh, yeah. So you can read it now. So yeah, weird situation. I does it does not seem like there's going to be any. Um, it hasn't been resolved now. Yeah, I think both it's sides gonna are just going to get more and more dug in. Yeah, um, they all got Wisconsin's all going to make it to three more months, and then the season's over. For what, I know. Three whatever it is yeah uh, yeah hey can, can we circle back to that discussion we had on wednesday a little bit about the competing because i had a thought i had a thought i was thinking about it um more as we left yeah yeah and ben's referring to we we're talking about just wrestlers wrestling less wrestlers wrestling less well i i don't know remember i had to leave so um hey the truman's rolls they turned out nice and unfortunately guys they're only gonna be available in wisconsin about 200 grocery stores so you have to come up here visit haunchyville Go get a funky fresh spring <laughs> roll bag. Take it back to Texas. Okay. Um, so what I was thinking about was how many more, and, and I, I don't have a figure on this. We need a quant division on it. But how many more times kids are competing on average than kids did 20 years ago, right? So like when I was in high school, I freaking loved to compete. I always loved to compete. Um but literally between Fargo and high school season, there was nothing. Like there was literally, you could not, I would have went somewhere, you know? And it was like, there just wasn't opportunities to compete. And so right. now you have guys doing almost year round um, stuff. And so like, I wonder if that weighs on them, you know, as they get to college and they've had maybe twice as many matches as someone who has, who was wrestling 20 years ago and, and not even, not even twice as many, but also the amount of high-level ones is probably way, way higher. You think of like some of these guys wrestling in college opens, how many good guys are Super 32, some of these odd all-star dual tournaments. Like if in my high school year, say I was getting 100 matches, um, and we'll say junior and senior year, I was like competitive with the other guys nationally. Um, I was maybe getting 15 really high-level matches per year, right? So... Um, you know, the last couple rounds of Northern Plains, some junior duels, some Fargo, but high school season, maybe like two, one, you know, mm-hmm. not, not a lot. Um, I got to think that has to have some impact on your future self, just having to stay up constantly. What do you think? I did think about that. Um, I actually thought about before we talked about it and then I didn't remember to bring it up, but it, that is yeah. a huge shift in just how much kids are competing how the access to high level competitions are it's it's not hard to find really good wrestlers right to to compete against in high school and you can do it you could probably do it once a month generally at at a minimum if you if you're once a month you see so much in the pa are doing if you're jacks forest you just wrestling ranked dudes every weekend for sure. Yeah, the Jack Forrest thing, I, I am so fast. It really Jack Forrest and Bo Bassett, but I mean Forrest did some more opens. I am I'm fascinated to watch this thing play out because on the on the one side, 
um, of me. It says like competition is great as long as you don't get too emotional and don't take the results to heart. It's feedback, right? You can say, what do I do well? What do I do poorly? How do I get better? That type of thing. Um, and on the other hand, it's kind of hard to take those emotions out of it because we are human. And then so having to beat up like every single weekend, like, you know, if you think about wrestling, he's a freshman in high school. You know, the senior college is like nine years away. Like uh-huh. to be up for nine years, like it's a long freaking time. Um, so I, I'm fascinated to see how it's gonna play out. I think either he's gonna go to the moon or it's gonna like it might tail off. I'm not really certain at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think that should be uh tapered back a little bit for for the high schoolers? I don't or know. Is- I mean, it was for our guy for our guys, I know we want them to have a little bit of a you know, probably a three month break. Um, and Max even Max even pushes longer where he doesn't want his guys going to Super 32, and a lot of them didn't this year. So he, Max wants their breaks to be a little longer. I don't see – I think three months is fine. And then because you, you couple that with a lot of guys in Wisconsin. Uh, and this is a little bit changing because Wisconsin is getting more competitive. They're not getting a ton of good matches within the year. You know, so Aiden Sinclair goes to the Devil's Duels last weekend and gets two forfeits and three one-minute pins. You know, like that, that doesn't really count as like good, good quality matches. I think that's good. Yeah. Have you guys gone to the? Have you guys looked at the Christmas tournament? A bunch of our guys are going there this weekend. Oh, he's and, going uh, from Satan to a Christmas tournament. <laughs> this is a very confusing schedule. I said Satan. What? Well, the devil's duels. What do you think the devil is? <laughs> Come on. The Dark Lord. The Dark Lord duels. Black magic. Oh, we see it? Yeah. Satanic stuff. That's this too is... funny. I didn't even think about that. Um, no Minnesota Christmas tournament is... Uh, Doesn't St. Clair have a really good match? Like a really good potential well, match? He'll have Brady Thompson this weekend. Super deep. Yeah. Yeah. Rogotsky and Conair is at one weight. And then the 95 is like four or five deep with really, really good guys. And then there's a few other really good weight classes. Okay. Um, yeah. So is there like a set number of high-level competitions or matches that you would recommend um, for middle school and high school and or high school guys? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I know what we do, but it would be um, – it would be kind of – it's kind of fascinating to watch watch what other people do and then, you know, see – because you're balancing things too because some kids are going to react to it with, you know, uh, like they're going to go up because they really love it. And some kids, if you try to force them to compete all the time and, they, they you know, they're not into it that much, especially if they're cutting weight too, they're going to start hating it, right? And they're they're probably way more likely to quit than anything else. Um, and you you do see that with certain high level competitors. If you look at, you know, we looked at, um, you know, we looked at it. Was it three weeks ago, maybe, where we looked at the top one hundred of one high school class, and it was like, oh my god, well, all these guys are so good. And we looked at the top one hundred of another high school class, and it's like, oh my god, like no one made it. Like what the heck, you know? Yeah. Like it was like five ten percent were actually like high level college wrestlers. It was weird, you know. So I think it's one of those. It's like you'd have to really design an experiment and try it. Um, I guess that's kind of what we're doing is we like it the way we're doing it and it's going pretty well and we're having good results. So we're going to keep it up. Is there ever a situation where a kid really wants to compete, you know, at a high frequency and, but for his benefit, you would say, no, sit these out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did that to Sinclair last year. Um, and who else was it? There, there was someone else that they wanted. To, I can't remember what was. Oh, I know what it was. They wanted to go to NHSCA's, and it was like we were going. Um, 
junior junior trials the next week. That wasn't Aiden because it was someone else. We were going junior trials the next week, and I'm like, dude, we're going junior trials. That's folk style. Why? What, what are we doing here? Yeah, it's dumb. Yeah. Like we're wrestling freestyle next week. We're we're at the one of the toughest high school tournaments in the country, right? Let's freaking go just compete as well as we can. This is dumb, you know. Uh, but that urge to be on a team and get some cool gear and you know that kind of thing, I think that urge gets some kids. Um, so yeah, we we push back on certain things like that. Like it's freestyle season, it's freestyle season. We're not going to freaking do an SCA so you can be on a team and wrestle some good ranked guys. Who cares? Like let's just focus on what we're focused on. Yeah. So that's more, but that decision is more seasonally and tactically than like. If that were if that if that were a freestyle tournament, you still probably would have been like, no, don't do that because junior trials are too close. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And like, yeah, we don't do a lot of things in April because we're trying to gear up for the UWW cadets and juniors in Vegas. And um, yeah, I so I you know I think we have our schedule pretty set, and I think it's a little less intensive than some of the other programs, especially some of the guys who do. There's some of those teams out east that do just a crap ton of fall duels and maybe if we had the accessibility we would do maybe one more ish but uh i don't think we'll be wrestling every single weekend uh, that's just that's just my feeling and i'm not saying that's the right way for every single kid that's just what i think is best for us and it's you know a moderately competitive schedule where you're not going every single weekend and uh you are getting some downtime i think is healthy yeah okay uh Brief, not not a ton to discuss on this, but it's certainly notable. App State knocks off North Carolina last night. In uh, Chapel Hill. In Chapel Hill. And really, if you look through the results, the, the only real upset was was a was a huge one. Was was Will Miller over over Clay Lout, who's ranked number eight right now. And that was ultimately the match that, that flipped the duel for in App State's favor. And anyone that that pays close attention to the college wrestling knows that um, App State's a really tough, scrappy team, and they don't get the blue blue chip recruits like a lot of other programs get. But they get the most out of their their guys, and they wrestle really, really freaking hard. And they've got a lot of tough wrestlers. And if you have a lot of tough wrestlers, you can you're, you're you can be an upset away from picking up a, a top fifteen dual meet win. So, congrats to no. to App State and. Coach John Mark Bentley, they do they do a great job, and um, there was really only one major upset in there, correct? And that was yeah, um, one seven. Yeah, it it went chalk. I would say the 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 other main difference was because it was five five split. Caleb Smith pinned Jack Wagner, which that's not the result you would expect, though. Rankings wise, it was you know what um, was that win was supposed to happen, but getting pinned there hurts. Milner had a had a major. Austin O'Connor, uh, he had a nine four win over Askey. Who Askey's Askey's a tough guy. He's not just gonna roll over. But it's great to see O'Connor back. Right? What'd you say? Oh, I thought my internet went out for a second. Okay, I still got you. Um, is the internet in your daughter's room not as not as sound? No, no, the, the problem is the problem is there's uh the, the I don't know well you know your your modem plugs into the wall somewhere and that's the room they're doing construction on. So I'm like, please, please, please do not unplug this. Leave this cord. So the cord's like in the middle of the construction. Last time they not yet last night, yesterday they knocked it out one time um in the afternoon. And so I'm like worried they're gonna knock it out again. What kind of what kind of renovations are you getting going? Uh it's not really a renovation. We've had this freaking water issue in our basement. Uh there's kind of like a hill over on this side of our house and all mm-hmm. the water comes down. And so it only happens like twice a year. 
Um, and so when it's like a the deluge of water, it, it gets in the basement. It sucks. And so like last year, it only happened twice. So what happened, we tried to do something and then that thing did not work. And we found out the time it happened this year, you know, and so now we're we're trying something else. It's uh, hopefully this will solve it. I hope it works. Um, okay. Hey, are y'all getting a lot of snow? Because I know we had some people are, uh, at the offsite. They were going to have a hard time getting back. Uh, let's see. All right, let's see. Uh, oh, We're looking live. You want to see my beautiful front yard, Christian? Yeah, I'll I do. show you. This is actually, I'll show you our, uh, let's see, can you guys see that? Oh, okay, wow. see that light? See that light right there? That light, let's see. Oh, geez. Oh, right there. Uh huh. That lights up our sledding hill. So I've just cut down, I cut down all the trees. You can see that hill is nice and clear. I cut down all the trees. Um, and so in the summer, in the summer, that's a slip and slide hill. Uh, and in the winter, it's a sledding hill. Heck yeah. That looks fun. Yeah. Hey, do you have awesome kids? We just send the kids outside and we sit inside the front windows and you know say go at it. That's that's the best. Now do they how how long of a walk is it? Because you should you could get like a my uncle, we his huge hill. Get a uh well a pulley or like he would just pull us up on his uh four wheeler afterwards. It was very it was very fun. Cause you could get a you could get a lot of runs in. I don't have a four-wheeler, but the gator is not strong enough to work in the snow. You should get it. Why don't you get a four-wheeler? Well, it's not like, so Keegan's, actually Keegan's dad, the first year I was here, so I don't know what year that is, 2018 or nine. whenever, whenever the first year I was here, um, Keegan's dad had nowhere to store his four-wheeler and asked him if he could put it here. Uh, and you know who was my bad influence? He said, Ben, well, let's just go drive it. It's here. You know mm-hmm. who the bad influence was? Um, Mark Bader. Mark Bader. I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) So we took Keegan's, uh, we took Brian's dad, we took Brian's four wheeler, we're whipping around. But the problem is, I, you actually need a lot of space to get like full speed on a four wheeler, you know? Like, I got a decent amount of space, but it's like, you can't really crank it, you know? It's like just too dangerous. There's too many trees and rocks and hills and stuff. I don't want to die. Yeah, but in the winter, it'd be, it'd be a good, good thing. Also, they're just really fun, but they are, they're insanely dangerous. Four wheelers are very dangerous. Super fast. Yeah. Super fun though. Mm. Okay, fine. Don't get one. Um, (laughs) Your kids will, will build all kinds of like endurance, hoofing it up the, up the hill. Yes, they will. It it is actually good exercise because they get out there and they love it. So they'll just keep going and they, yeah, it is, uh. It's not, uh, I mean, it's not an insane hill, but it's not terrible. They actually have this hill right over here on this side. And uh, the first year I thought, oh, that's going to be a sweet hill. It's too fast. It shot me into the woods. I'd like dive off and cover, not smash into a tree too hard. It was so dumb. It's a good thing you're Uh, indestructible. So you could do these test runs without uh, fear of death. And then there was another one I tried going that way. And I actually had, I don't remember which child of mine. I had one of my childs on. And same thing happened. And so I like threw my child off in one direction and I took the tree hitting. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm so dumb. Yeah, All but right, now nah, you gotta you gotta live a little bit on the edge. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, gotta have some fun. Okay. Yeah. All right, now, JD, get us back on the rails here. Cause this is we need show. to make our picks. I was gonna make our picks. Just gonna be wrestling this weekend. I, I need JD. You put the team on your back right now and take <laughs> take take over. So compared to the past couple weekends, this weekend's a little bit lighter. Obviously, it'll pick up with collegiate duels Monday and Tuesday. But uh, the two big duels 
this weekend are going to be Sunday, uh, SDSU versus Nebraska and Stanford versus Virginia Tech, and mm-hmm. they're they're both going to be they're going to be good. Um, let me see. I picked. Uh, we got Brock Hardy versus Clay Carlson. That's the pick them we're Dang. doing from the uh, NDSU from the SDSU Nebraska duel. And then we got Caleb Henson versus Jaden Abbas and Bryce Andonian, who I hope is wrestling, versus Daniel Cardenas for the BA Tech Sanford duel. Right. BA Tech, baby. Um, <laughs> I am really shocked that at this point in time that Hardy's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I mean, if you would have said that going into the year, people would have thought you were crazy. Mm-hmm. So, Man, if you would have said that after that. his first duel, I would have said you're really crazy. Yeah, it, so still... I'm going to pick against him for that. We're going to go a little reversion to the mean, uh, you know, a phrase we like to bring up. Yes. Um, Clay Carlson has historically been really good and really hard to put points up on. So the fact that you are giving two and a half points, I'm taking Carlson. That's where my mind went. Uh, but I also kind of want to be opposite you. Uh, <laughs> this is where, Christian, I'm going I'm to give you a wrestling lesson, okay? You want a wrestling lesson? Don't double down. Just yeah. talking to an athlete is yeah. – is when you get down by a couple, Christian, you can't just go ham and try to go for the home run every time because mm-hmm. frequently that will put you down by even more. Yes. You need to be calm, composed, and just pick at it, right? Yeah, it's a long. I year. shouldn't be giving you advice since you're my competitor. Yeah, I it's I I know I know that it's the right thing. I'll, I'll be I'll be a little more tactical. Yeah, I think Carlson is the move here. I well, think, I think he covers this. I just don't listen to advice. So I'll go Hardy. <laughs> All right, that's, I love it. JD doesn't give a rip. Yeah. Okay. Nebraska's a pretty big, uh, pretty big favorite in that duel. I think to win, but it'll be a good duel. It'll be a good duel. You can watch it live on www.flowwrestling.org. That is gonna be a good duel. What day? What is there Sunday the afternoon. I want to say two p.m. Okay. Let me see. I got so I got SDSU by fall at sixty-five. I got <laughs> 97. They're winning heavyweight. They're probably winning 25. You're, you're sure? Not, who's winning 97? Tanner Sloan. Okay. Salas Allred's right? He's the favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some good matches. It's going to be a good Yeah. Labrola versus Steve Oss. Um, where else is uh, where else is South Dakota really good? Am I am I, I obviously we talked about Carlson. Am I blanking on anyone? Uh, J- Jordan Scrappy at twenty five. Gonna win probably. He's, or he's the favorite. Yeah. Well, I don't know Cronin. How do you outplays Cronin at Vegas? Am I wrong yeah, on that? Yeah, but I think in general, I think we would probably. DeVos is good, but he'll have labs. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, AJ Neville should win. Neville should win. Yep. Yeah, it'll be a close duel for sure. Uh, oh no, he got killed. Tanner Jordan got killed by Cronin at Vegas. I'm yeah, I'm way off. Yeah, Nebraska loves Vegas. They do, and that is two p.m. Central Standard Time on Sunday. There it is. Thank you, JD. This one that wrestles. Also, a reminder: uh, you can make your picks if you want to play against us, and we'll announce the winner not till Tuesday because we have Monday matches. Wednesday, excuse me, because we have Monday matches in here. But if you go to the website, www.flowrestling.org, it's right there at the top. Right there at the top. Tanner Jordan did beat Liam Cronin last year, so so we'll send a toss-up. And if you're listening on Spotify or Apple, there will be a link in the description. Mm. What if you're in this room right now? What do they do? Go to www.flowrestling.org. He's got an answer for every scenario. (laughs) It'll be right there at the top. Click on the title, Play the Weekly FRL Pick'em Contest.
All right, do that. Oh. Okay, next next uh, match, James. Henson versus Jaden Abbas. Mm-hmm. Jaden Abbas is a tough one. Um, yeah. He'll just straight up get destroyed sometimes. But then he'll also, like, wrestle Yanni close sometimes. So then... I set the line at two and a half. Case in point, Henson. I didn't even remember this, but he got pinned by Dylan Martinez he this kinda year. Got, and he kind of got pinned a couple times uh, at the end of last year. Got pinned by G. Got pinned by Corey Crooks. He lost 4-2 to Ridge. Acceptable. Got pinned by Legend Lamer. He gets pinned. <laughs> it was kind of, I think it was just a little run where he got pinned a bunch. He needs to do the turtle game where they start on the back. Yeah. Man. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Henson uh, because I also like the points because he wins. You know, he beat he won, uh, beat Denton Spencer by a point, beat Anthony White by a point. Um, so I, with the points, I'm, I'm, oh, wait, we're at Henson as the favorite? But yeah, Henson's Henson the favorite. You. For sure, yes. Oh, is. man. Oh. Jeez, that makes it really challenging. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of oh, a man, lot of points. What am I do? It's the, the fact that it's two, so it's a two and a half point favorite for Henson, but the fact that it's a lot of points, I think it's a lot of points, but really with Jaden, it's you just don't know. Yeah. Um, what are you gonna do, James? I'm going um, Abbas to to cover. I, I do think Henson wins, but you know, I, I think it's a one or two point win. So where's this match? <laughs> Is it West That's to East? I want to say I want to say Stanford. I, I think it's at Stanford too, but. Uh. Double check that for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm double checking right now. Yeah, so I, I'm going Abbas. Ben, you're going Abbas That's as well. Stanford. Okay. At elevation too, Palo Alto. It's way up there. What does that mean? Something tall? <laughs> no. The, the tall Palo. The tallest Palo. Well, uh, let's see. Palo. Basically, see. It's like sea level. I know it is. <laughs> If you didn't know that. All tall right, tree. I told you it was the tall something. Listen to you. Bilingual Ben, they call him. You and Caleb. Was tall something or other. You and Caleb Piles. He does his Duolingo tree thing every not, day. He's obsessed. He's not Palo. What is tree in Spanish? Come on, know. guys. Where, where's our Spanish? You don't Dude, know our I, Spanish? Don't, I don't know. Let's keep it. Arbol. Arbol. Because it's also the Arbol. Very good. Who are you picking? All right, keep going. I'm all over. I, I said I like JD's explanation, and I really, I'm going to do the same as him. Then I'm taking Henson. <laughs> the exact logic you didn't use for last bit. At elevation, <laughs> at elevation, that's going to be the factor. He might, ju- he might just pin him. Who knows? Okay, but you're picking Henson to cover. Abbas would be used to the elevation. <laughs> There's no elevation, JD. It's not a real thing. It's at sea level. He's a joke. That's what I'm saying. You got to right. take this serious. <laughs> okay, okay. You're down bad. Um, next up, Bryce Andonian versus Daniel Cardenas. Andonian, four and a half point favorite. I'll uh, take. Mm. Are we sure he's wrestling? No. Absolutely not. Never been less sure in, of anything in my life. There's a, I feel like a high probability he doesn't, but I kind of put this on here being hopeful because I think Daniel Cardenas is very good and. I'm picking. I would pick. I'm picking him to cover this line. Oh, Cardenas is is uh, ten and zero. He's ten and zero. Fifty percent bonus. 
Uh, his notable wins, he beat Jake Keating of UVA 12-6. He beat Peyton Keller 7-2. He has a pin. Uh, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with, with Cardenas to cover here. I wish I knew more about Cardenas. Like, if he was willing to, say, put a bear hug on uh, Brace Andoni and see what happens. Um, I would not recommend Andoni, that. That would be bad and advice. If, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, but some people do dumb things. I wish I knew more about uh, Daniel goes Cardenas. To goes to Stanford. He cracks the books. No, no. We got plenty of guys from smart <laughs> schools who do stupid I, things. Man, you know what? Not I, correlation. That is a fact. <laughs> I, I have been, been so unimpressed with people that have come from like some of these prestigious universities recently. I'm like, man, how'd you go to this school? Like you, you have, you are lacking in basic common sense and it's logic. all about who no you know. Sense. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I've learned it. Um, I feel like I, I just, I didn't know a lot of people in those circles until I worked here. And then you, you're around and you're like, wow, these are just regular freaking folks. <laughs> These are these are simple people. Darn Buffalo Buffalo Gap people. Friggin' Buffalo Gap. We hey, for per capita, we got people going to Stanford and Yale and all over, coming from uh, you know, less than ideal means. Yes. Not me. That's for freaking sure. I did not uh, I did not attend any of those prestigious universities, but others did. Okay, keeping it moving. What is the next match, James? Yeah, and then we're gonna fast forward to Monday. Uh, we do have a we will have a show Monday, but uh, there's gonna be a lot to talk about Monday, mm-hmm. and we can maybe talk about some of the potential Tuesday matches. So I figured we put uh, some of these um, collegiate duels matches. Please do on the pick em. These are the guaranteed. Well, obviously they're not guaranteed to go down because both guys have to step on the line. But these are the guaranteed uh, teams will duel on Monday. I start off with this first one. Ben's guy, Parker Keckeisen versus Caleb Romero. Swolmero versus Keckeisen. Mm-hmm. I made Keckeisen a point-and-a-half favorite. I'll take Parker that's in fair. that. Yep, that's fair. I'm taking Parker also, although Caleb Romero does like to lose by one point, which scares <laughs> me a little bit. Um, Parker is just Parker. adamant about riding these days. Uh, he, he really is – that's what made me feel more confident that he would cover. Is like he'll, Do you think he'll be able to ride Take well. Romero? It's it's not just he doesn't have to get riding time necessarily. He could get a he takedown at the end of a period or something like that. I do think he'll get a takedown, and I think there's a chance he could ride out the period or get <laughs> an accumulative riding time sort of thing. So, or he yep. could take him down in overtime and win. Who knows? That's, yeah, that's, 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 the, that's the issue with point and a half. Is like it can be a super yeah. close match, one takedown later in overtime, and you cover the point and a half uh-huh. line. So, for that reason, eh, you know what? I'll go Romero. I think Parker wins by one. Three, two, or five, four. This is the this is where my needle threading thing is like. Uh, yeah, you should get an extra be, half be, point be, for it. Would be fun, but we don't. It's not. It's not a thing. Okay. Right, next up, he's got Casey Swiderski versus Vince Cornella. Three and a half hey, points for. Uh, hold on, we skipped one, guys. Well, I thought he did that for a reason, so I just. No, oh, I just okay. uh, just skipped it. He just skipped it. <laughs> but uh, we'll come back uh, because I just read Parker Kekon versus Caleb Romero first by accident. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Figured that one out. Uh, but uh, for this one, also at 184, 
I believe this is in the B pool. Still hung over from the holiday party on Wednesday. No, no, maybe. No, Marcus Coleman. He was good yesterday. Uh, Marcus Coleman versus Trey Munoz. Line at Coleman point and a half favorite, which is crazy because Coleman, um, or it's more crazy. Coleman majored him last year. Really, I believe NCAs, but that feels like an anomaly of a result. Like these guys are both very good, and you tell a lot of people Trey Munoz wins, and they're not surprised. Mm-hmm. So uh, I made the line much more closer than the last time. Uh, but with that last result, Coleman's wrestling great this year. I'm going to go Coleman to cover. I like I like Marcus to cover this. I like Marcus to cover as well. Okay. Coleman across the board. Now we can get to the Cyclones' other match. Cyclone Malone. Maybe let's do this. This this might be this is probably in my opinion the duel of Monday: Iowa State versus Cornell. Yeah. Okay. Awesome duel. Casey Swiderski versus Vince Cornella. Hmm. The line is Swiderski three and a half. I don't like this line, JD. Usually, I, I compliment your lines many times. Did I think this is too much. Attention? I think it's too much. I'm going Cornella. Swiderski's winning by four, guaranteed. Now, <laughs> by three or four, watch. <laughs> you I'm know going what's going to happen. I'm going Swiderski. Swiderski's my guy, and Cornella hey. did not have a. He did not have a good CKLV. Um, Man, but that one, he he had Carlson beaten. Just yeah. he. And then he lost to Parker Phileas on the backside, I believe, four to one. I think was mm. the score, which Phileas is tough. Um, I'm going Swiderski also for the record. But wow, I think, Corn- okay. think Cornell is going to be a thing. Yeah, I uh, I was. I don't maybe three and a half points is so many. That's a lot of points. That's what I'm saying. Uh, and um, I wonder where where is this happening in the weigh-in process? Like. Is this first duel? No, this is second duel. Oh, he's gonna be feeling real good. It was uh, they wrestle Oregon State first. All right, Swiderski's gonna be fully fed. Um, we should put a. Can we put one more pick'em on here? A fun one. What? We can do it, um, but um, it won't be included well, oh, in the public. Yeah, it's, it's, you already put him in there. I was thinking Carr versus Ramirez would be a fun pick'em. Oh my gosh! You gotta give Carr what uh, two and a half, three and a half points. I'll take that for David. He looked for really more? good against Patrick Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would probably go car too. All right. Well, how many, how many points? What would your line be since you're the linesman? Hmm. Let's see. He beat Kennedy by five. I think. Why are you equating Kennedy and uh, well, it's Ramirez? It's a starting point. He didn't. I think it's okay. a. I, well, and first I think of all, they're very, a, very comparable. That's a fair comp. Okay, I know you're a Kennedy hater, but that's a that is a fair comparison. Um, I mean, Ramirez was round of twelve last year. There's a possibility it's fair, uh, but I don't know that we've seen that yet. Two and a half or four and a half. half. Yeah, four and a half. Uh, All right, that's fair. Avery says four and a half, but you don't like him. You're you're gonna fight him at some point, JD. If he's Avery, find me. Avery, Avery, uh, Avery Lynch, Wasn't Avery. He's a big YouTube chat guy, and uh, he and JD are going to fight. Stephen Avery, sure. don't want to fight that man. <laughs> That's true. He's hard to fight. If you're fighting Stephen Avery, you've messed up also. Because <laughs> that man. Oh is my incar- god, guys! Stephen Avery, he was like, 
hey, can I go watch WWE tonight? I'll tell you I did it. And they're like, yeah, you can. That was Dassey. That was Dassey. <laughs> yeah, Listen. you can. If you tell us you did it, you can go watch the WWE. All right, great, I did it. All like, right, what? fine, I killed her. That uh, happened. Man, what? That happened, and he's. They still got Dassey jammed up. Oh my gosh, that was preposterous. It was not you know fair. What? I'm not even going to make a WWE joke, but Brendan Dassey loved WWE. <laughs> he would be. He would love this milk stuff. He's from Wisconsin. <laughs> He'd be like. No oh, one told me there was a milk hose out there. He'd be drinking straight from the hose. <laughs> He's like, man. Wow. Do we want to run through this Iowa State Cornell do quickly? We could do it Monday, though. We could. Because it's 9-11. Yeah, we'll probably be on it before that happens, I would have to assume. Yes. We'll do the show before it happens. I think, Avery, Avery do you live in Austin, Texas? Because we could run it right now. We got the math. The mats are down. We could just straight Let's run it. it. I'm so in. We could literally open the doors, 945. You can come in, and uh, we, you could take your pick. You could wrestle right on the same mat that uh, Karstrachi and Mikhail Lewis wrestled on. Oh, baby. Let's go. Out there. We'll see. JD's not hard to find. No, sir. All right. What's our next match, though? Next match, Yanni versus Panero. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Midiani, yeah. Midiani, a three-and-a-half-point favorite. That is a good one. What do you think, Oh, ben? my goodness. Pond Yanni's going to want to cover Pond so bad. Row. He's going to work hard. Row. But is he going to you know, take some shots and Pinero's going to get a run, quick run behind and then it's going to end up being close? Or, or is – here's what I would say in that vein. Is it more likely that Yanni's like, all right, I'm not going to get re-attacked. I'm just going to pick the right spot one time get a takedown, and win the match. It's yeah. um, a good one. I kind of wondering. Man, I don't know. JD already put Pinero. He is just all in. Um, I think Yanni. I think Yanni. Yeah, I so Cornell, that. Iowa State happens at 2 p.m. Central, and so does Ohio State, UNI. That's, that's two good duels at the, happening at the same time. Yes. Damn. Who are you picking, bro? Oh man, um, this is a tough one. Uh, I will go. I'm gonna go Yanni, but I'm not yeah. feel I'm not feeling super confident because I think he, he doesn't really ride a lot, so that you know it does make it hard to put up a a four point differential if the guy gets off bottom and he's not that much worse than you. I will say that match is not guaranteed to happen. Coach Gray was on the Bader show. Uh, a while back and said Yanni will be going and weighing in, but um, they hadn't decided exactly how they were going to use him. Mm, interesting. So, but it'll be, I think it'll be a close to an important duel, so they might need him. Yeah, I mean, he just wrestled in World Cup. It's a quick snip, snap, snip for him. Yeah. All right, next. Really next up. This one got a lot more interesting after CKLV when Mendez did not wrestle. Mikhail Biscoglia balled out. Granted, it was kind of on the backside, but those count. Those count, which is why he's ranked ahead of Mendez right now. Mikhail Biscoglia is currently ranked 10th. Jesse Mendez is 14 now. Now. I still made Jesse Mendez the favorite by two and a half uh, points because I think 
both of you would probably pick Mendes straight up at the head as well as most of the public. Yeah, and and as good as uh, you know, he beat Chris Cannon and Dylan Raguson. Holy cow! Yes, but. <laughs> On the other hand, he at the same tournament, he lost to Chance Rich, who is good, not great. Uh, and he started his year with a loss to Evan Frost, Kyle Biscogli. So definitely a mixed bag of results. He has a very unique style. And I think, honestly, it's a style not great for Jesse. It's going to be tough for Jesse. Yeah, he's going to get— He's going to grab Jesse's wrist, slow him down, um, he's ride him tough on top. Mm-hmm. That being said— Yeah, Two and a half points. I know. Like, I could definitely see Mendez winning a. He a lost five seven to, four to Chance Rich. To he lost eight six to Evan. I think Frost. Mendez is going to sting him from the outside. Uh, and then, I mean, Biscotti's a beast on top. So I guess we'll see what Mendez's bottom looks like if he gets there. Because um, Biscotti is really, really good on top. But I think Mendez stings him from the outside and wins by more than two and a half. Yeah. I'm going Mendez, but I could also see a scenario where Jesse. Wins the takedown battle two to none or something like that, but because Biscaga is able to escape mm-hmm. and maybe get a writing time point where we see a one to two point match, but it like one of those ones where Jesse kind of dominated, but because of the escapes, it's close. It's it's within the means late one or two points, but I'll go I'll go Jesse to cover three point one. He wins five to two. Five two. That's three points. Covers the two and a half line. I'm man. Hopefully and maybe I'm not Biscaglia. giving enough credit to Biscaglia, who just is coming off a great performance in Vegas. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll take Kyle. To, a great day two in Vegas. Cover. Wow, Christian, you are the biggest Mendez lover. I can't believe you're going the other direction. I mean, I'm not saying he's losing the match, um, but Kyle Biscaglia is a very specific type of guy. Now he could he could run him over, but. And if Raguson had a hard time with him, Chris Cannon had a hard time with him. I don't know. Could stand to reason that Jesse Mendes, who we have not seen in a, in a little bit now, would, would have a hard time. All right, next one. Wait. Michael Beard versus Bernie Truax. Mm. Oh, baby. Hey, that pool is actually fire at 197 because we're going to yep. have Trumbull also. So you're going to have Trumbull, Truax, and Beard all in the same pool. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a deep Ooh, pool. Ooh, that's good. Ben, yeah, are you a good swimmer? I could see you being terrible at swimming. How are you? I freaking suck. I'm awful. I can't yeah. swim with a dick. Yeah. I don't know why I'm willing to. Why did that come up? Um, oh, pool. Deep pool. Can Ben swim? Sort of. Actually, I'm probably going to swim. Sort of. Today. I'll make it to the end. I'll make it to the end. Really? There's a really funny story, though. In Coach Smith's probably second year, this is pre-me, they <laughs> They went to Wyoming and they got gassed out because of the elevation. And he got so mad. And Coach Smith made him do a pool workout the next morning. And Tyron got so tired in the pool and at elevation. Oh man. That's a tough uh, combo. Swimming is exhausting. What? I do this thing now where uh um because Barton Springs now is free, twenty-four hours. Or not twenty-four hours, but the hours that it's open. Uh, I'll go run a couple miles. And just hop in the pool right after. Oh, wow. Nice. That's cool. It's a better fitness routine than Cosmo Kramer. He used to swim in the East River. Yeah, it's, it's, a, little, it's a little more clean. Yeah, probably so. Probably natural, so. natural spring pool. Outdoor. That's, that's pretty spring. awesome. What a life you live, JD. Same temperature year-round. So. Oh, really? But that's cold, right? It is quite chilly. But, you're but, but actually, once you, like now, when it's, you know, in the 40s, 50s, uh, it's actually it's warmer than the water. 
Sometimes it's not too bad. Thinking about swimming, nothing. I can't remember a hunger more strong than like that post pool hunger when you're a kid. Like that's when you could just eat. Really? Oh my gosh! That I I just remember like just being ravenous after uh after because you're doing like an actual like workout. Yeah, basically, but you don't even realize it. That's right. Yeah, how fun are pools? Okay, what are we (laughs) speaking of pools? Speaking of pools, Michael Beard versus Bernie Truax. Point and a half for Michael Beard. He looked pretty nice. Still good. Um, I'm going Truax to cover. Yep. Yeah, because I, I like the Truex. idea of getting him for the win or just a one point loss. So I got him. Yeah. And I think this will be Truex's. This will be his first big test. Um, up at ninety-seven. Yeah. So it, it'll be uh, yeah. I guess he, Michael Foy's not bad, and he pinned him. Yeah, Jackson Smith isn't bad either. He beat him by two. So it won't be the first decent test, but the first really, really um, big test for him. We'll see if he can, because, you know, the state of 197, if Bernie can get a a win here, it's like, hey, dude, you're a legit title contender at this weight. Yeah, I mean, in that in that pool right there, you're gonna have, um, you know, you're gonna have th- those three, right? But then one of them is gonna obviously who, whoever wins because you think Penn State's likely to win, they're gonna have the crossover then against um, Max Dean, right? So someone's gonna have three really good matches where if they if they win all three, um, and maybe it's you know, I guess probably NC State is the most likely to be that. I mean, if Trumbull won all three, he'd be going super high in the rankings. I think that's probably less likely than Beard or uh, Truex. Yes, I would I would agree with that. Okay. Do we want to do some questions? Hey, kind of thinks Bastida's not hey, in cool. We should just... Th- those, th- yeah. Uh, those don't cross over, I think. They do not. They do not. So they won't have Penn State? No, Iowa State will not. But that'd be Bastida, a fun. Ver- I would say Penn State. Let's go. Yeah, I would say could win. I've talked myself into it against Penn State. Yeah, how they win? Oh, well, they can win they twenty-five. Can, they can win six matches. The Sion Williams Bowl. They can win twenty-five. They win twenty-five. Lose thirty-three. You're Forty-one. Say, oh, this is. They could win Suresky 41, 49, 57, 65. Obviously, lose seventy-four, eighty-four. Fifty-seven. Yeah, Crazer over Bearclaw. That's not no, crazy. No, I, no they but both, it's not crazy. Bearclaw's winning. I think it's crazy. I th- Crazer is not beating Bearclaw. They could win. I mean, he's lost the worst. Maybe it's not crazy. It's, I think that would be an upset. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not denying that, but like, they could definitely, I, I think Crazer could could definitely win. I'm not saying, probably wouldn't predict it, but that's not that crazy of an upset, in my opinion. And then they Bearclaw. lose 74 84, but they win 97. Who said, wait, that's six matches. Skylar over Kirkley <laughs> brings it home. No, that, that'd be six matches for Iowa State. So, no, it's it's no. definitely going to be in the balance for sure. How about Swiderski, Bartlett, NCAA Finals preview? Possibly you. No, they got to get past Cornell who first. Said, someone, who was I talking to the other day that was like, Bo Bartlett can win NCAAs? If someone at the you're office. Talking, you're talking to yourself in the mirror. I do do that, <laughs> just like Shane Sparks. <laughs> Remember when Shane said he just looks at himself in the mirror? And he oh called himself God. an idiot. How was Shane at the holiday party? Was he fun? Yeah. Yeah, he's good. 
Honestly, the holiday party was amazing. It was at the Moody Center, which is super. It's where UT plays basketball. Very nice place, but like, you, it was like more of a narrow sort of band. It's hard to like see everyone, but Shane was good. He's always trying to get his get his takes out. Oh yeah, and then freaking Robles shows bottom. And I said you shouldn't have done it. It just you just shouldn't have done it. Uh, oh shit! If only that shit. match had happened, we would know for sure what the right choice would have been. Hey, we need to talk about this UFC deal. Um, yes, we do. People in the chair talking about it. I don't fully understand it. Uh, I think the UFC just wants to, you know, get into that market. But I thought the funny thing was you could pretty much throw a dart at college wrestling programs and hit one with who's at a high level UFC caliber athlete. And Iowa is like the one that doesn't. So I think it's kind of funny that they are the one the UFC is sponsoring. Well, what I would say here, as I've been thinking about it and people have been asking me, like what, what to make of it, you know, UFC yeah. obviously is like, Wrestling is feeding a lot of uh, MMA, as is, you know, jujitsu. So I think they're just trying to get a little more penetration into both of those. And, I mean, Iowa is the most prestigious brand in in college wrestling, most tradition rich, so it makes sense. But the way I thought about it was like, okay, they probably have a harder time building new women's stars. So what could be a pipeline for women's stars? The number one brand... Right now, Iowa wrestling, women's wrestling is the only power five school with wrestling. All the best women's wrestlers are probably going to go there by and by and large. Um, So you're going to have this, uh, a pipeline potentially of ladies from Iowa wrestling to UFC. Including a one Bellamere. Bellamere. Daughter of Frank Mir. So Mm, I think that's, that's kind of, as I thought about like tactically, like, all right. This would probably help them. If you had like an Iowa uh, women's wrestler who was awesome and then transitioned to MMA, that would be someone that comes in with a built-in yes. fan base behind them. Yeah, Great point. Uh, and then, I, I mean, obviously they do have a bigger fan base than any other college program for certain. Yes, that's true. Yeah. That was a great point about the girls program though. Yep, so um, that was my thought. I wonder how much, you think it's just a lot of money or you think it's going to be exposure or, uh, you know, what do you think they're going to do with it? I think it's probably exposure right now. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, UFC Fight Pass did a duel, uh, the Battle of Bragg with Campbell in Michigan. I wouldn't be surprised if they tried something like that with Iowa on Fight Pass. That wouldn't surprise me at all. So I think they'll, I think it'll be a lot of signage and just like marketing synergy, whatever. I did notice in, oh, what was it? The Iowa State duel. The UFC um, was advertising in Carver Hawkeye Arena on their little like electronic board that you can see. Oh. That's and I thought that was interesting. This was before I, I had no idea this was going to be a deal. JD Raider. Uh, but I yeah. noted on the watch party, or somebody did like it's interesting. The UFC marketing in Carver Hawkeye Arena. Yeah, makes sense. And now we see. Yeah, I mean, the other way I thought about it too is uh, maybe that's where they currently have the least penetration, you know, because say someone like Oklahoma, Oklahoma State has had a lot of guys go fight. Arizona State had a lot of guys go fight. You know, you, you could talk about a lot of programs like that. And Iowa's one of the big ones who hasn't. So maybe they look at their numbers and they say, our numbers are crap in Iowa. How can we, you know, get another 10,000 pay per views per Saturday or some, something to that effect? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, this question made me laugh, uh, laugh out loud. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> I just well, got to read it. Chris Eames, Coastal 2121. I will 100% believe Spencer Lee could ride Micah Jordan. Could he also do it to Bo Jordan? Uh, and so, I, mean, I think he's right on the Micah, but then the Bo made me laugh because there's no way he's keeping Bo down. Bo's too big and too strong. He's just going to stand up and Spencer might be up on his back, but he ain't keeping him down. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he could. I think that's a Bo Jordan, especially right now. Bo Jordan's a big person. Very looks large. Like a, looks like a beast. Yeah, he can't ride Bo. I don't know if he'd ride Mi- Micah. 49, 57. Yeah, maybe. He did struggle underneath, but the size advantage. We just really need Spencer to do it against Tyler Meisinger, our guy, and then we'll – that would be a good starting <laughs> oh, Spencer's point. riding Tyler Meisinger for sure. <laughs> the disrespect. I hope Tyler's listening to this. He'll, he'll Tyler, be mad. you're not getting off bottom. Man. Hater of the year, Ben Askren. I need to see this now. Now I, now I really need to see about one of the most elite top wrestlers ever in NCAA history. Yes. Um, or if Tyler gets a bottom, he's already given up eight back points, and no one gives a crap if he gets a one-point escape. He might get it, though. He might get it. Um. All right. Other question. Wick Jacoby. Kale versus Jaden. Oh, not this guy. Uh, Wick Jacoby, I love that you're a Missouri fan. You, he is just, he is, uh, he might be a stalker of you, Christian. I'm starting to worry about him. He's a weirdo. He's a weird, <laughs> he's a weird person. <laughs> weird person. It's, 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 it's not a good sign. Really hard. It's not a good sign when the FRL question asker, actual cannibal, <laughs> is a, a more of a sensible inquirer <laughs> than uh, Wick Jacoby. This guy it is, actually makes it a little uncomfortable, though. But there's listen, there's there's a lot of uh, weirdos on, on Twitter. Um, I found there's there's right. worse. There's people that annoy me far more than Wick Jacoby. I appreciate that he listens, uh, even though he's largely wrong about almost everything. He sounds like a very high, highly intelligent individual, as he said. Thank you, Mister Raider, the real one. See, that's just that to me is Exhibit A, just clouded judgment, and, and for no reason, like. Normally we talk about people catching strays, but this was a good stray to catch. Yeah, good stray for you. <laughs> yeah, Jaden versus Kale. I don't think so. I think it. I think it would be. I do think that is a tough. Is a tough type of matchup for for one Kale, but I think he wins by probably three, four points, probably. Prime yeah. versus prime. Hmm. Okay, if Panero wins out. Will he get the one seat at NCAs? Yeah, I think so. Especially if he beats Yanni, because yeah. Gomez. If he beats Yanni and wins out. There's no question. If uh, Gomez wins Big Tens, then that's going to keep him elevated. And yeah, I think he would. I think he would be the one. I think we're going to look back at all this Pinero stuff, and this guy is going to be taking some losses between now and Big Twelves. As good as he is, yeah. he's going to come back a little bit. And I think he should be ranked higher. I am no hater. Um, G Graham wanted wanted us to talk about the Perwick situation. We got out in front of it, G Graham. I don't know, G Graham. I didn't know that G Graham uh, followed college wrestling. So, what's he doing with his life? Oh, he's following. He's in it. I don't know what we get. He's a, a G- doctor. He's not a doctor. Really? He, he's. He is, I think he's a nurse. Okay. Wow. Cool. I want him. Uh, I want to see him give someone an IV. <laughs> see him in action. Um. Calm down. 
I think there's a scenario if Yanni doesn't wrestle Panera, and Panera wins out, he's the number one seed. I think so. Yeah. Because of how the uh, the percentage breakdown of what um, seeding goes to in TA seeding. It's head-to-head competition, 25% quality wins, 20% coaches rank, 15 results against common opponents, 10 RPI, 10 qualifying event placement, 10 win percentage, 10. Who all could Pinero hit at Collegiate Duels uh, apart from Yanni? So they Maybe wrestle one forty Oregon State, Cornell, and then depends on if they win or lose. He could wrestle Shane Van Ness. If it's, Van Ness, Van Ness could be Pinero. Or Demon for Cal Poly. Yeah, this is when Van Ness steals the, the Pinero spotlight. That would be my prediction. That would be, be fun. That would be a great match. Okay, mm-hmm. so his so he could hit he could hit Yanni, he could hit Shane Van Ness. They're going to the scuffle, maybe. Starters are going most of them T B D on exactly everybody. Mm-hmm. But they're gonna wrestle I would Ari- expect Panero to go. At, they also wrestle Kyle Parco, Arizona State, and Ames. That's a tough match. Oklahoma's got some the they got to have a more brother there, right? <laughs> There's got to be a more brother for Oklahoma. He'll gotta wrestle yeah. Voinovich probably. He's got to go Mitch. to <laughs> Mitch Moore is involved. Mauler again, or Mauler. He hasn't wrestled him yet. Um, he's got to go to the Fighting Brackies, whoever they have at 49. 49 uh, for you and I. Who are they wrestling? 49. Oh, Real Budo. Budo's tough match, yeah. Tough match. Who's ill? He's he's. I'm gonna set the over on it right now. Two and a half losses for Panero going into Big Twelves. Yeah. Going into yeah, Big Twelves, not in CS. Going into Twelves. Oh, going into. I'm gonna say less. I'm gonna say one or two. Okay. Hmm. I will unfortunately pick the over. Hey. Uh. Oh no, we won't have. Uh, no, no, no. 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 Under. <laughs> <You're> going- <laughs> Wait, check my contract. Contract. Oh, Coach just texted him. <laughs> he just texted. I just see it right here. It says, "Don't under. even think about picking the over." Um, no, we'll see. I'm excited. Listen, I love that we have this a sort of a surprising star. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. great. It's great. There's nothing wrong with him losing three matches this year. Okay, but yeah, he's gonna he's gonna hit some some horses along the way. Yes. All right, other questions from our friends. Thank you, G. Grimm. means a lot. Odds of Shane Van Ness becoming an All-American. What about Facundo? Van Ness, I feel so, I feel almost certain he'll place. I think he'll find a way. Two-thirds on Van Ness, and I'm going to go... I'm only going to go one-third chance on Facundo because of the depth of the weight class. Yeah, one. that's about where I am. That's, that's fair. I may go. I may. Your hair is wild right now. You look like you're about to wrestle Herbert. Let's go. What a crazy. You need to get a haircut, maybe. It's puffier than usual. Um, <laughs> hey, is that one piece of hair still growing weird? You have to cut. Well, I have the one that I cut usually that comes down because it bought, it comes right in front of my eyes, so I hate it. <laughs> you cut it live on the show the one time. Oh yeah, that's right. That's the first that's haircut the, in FRL that's history. That's the one cut right there because it goes right down right there. Oh, my gosh. You look kind of like an Oompa Loompa there. You pulled it back. 
Watch your mouth. I'm going to have Wick Jacoby come to Austin. He probably, <laughs> for all I know, he's in the parking lot right now. Uh, I'm going to give him the FRL uh, address. Yeah. Alistair Jacoby, me versus Avery. How did, there you go. Yeah, see, parking that's lot the thing. He's a, Avery, all, for all the trash he talks, he's like, oh, I need some time to get in shape. Well, that's just the thing. J.D. Raider stays in shape. He's swimming in the Barton Springs pool after his runs. That's he's right. he's yep. training. So... No, you don't have that opportunity. You don't have to get ready if you stay ready. That's exactly right. All right, Brian Murphy has an idea. This isn't really a question. Um, this is a statement from a friend. Riding should be de-emphasized. It's not entertaining like neutral wrestling. I'd recommend one or more of the following. No riding time. Every period starts neutral. Call tolling on top man when no attempt to turn. I only like number three. I was going to say that's the one I like the most. Riding time's fine. Um... But yeah, yeah. Everyone. But then again, if you you need to get rid of riding time for number three to be a thing, in my opinion, because you've made it. You've said that riding time, just riding someone, is a goal. So you can't get mad when they pursue that goal. I, I, are you sure? I think the rule book says you need to be uh, pursuing a turn as the top man. I believe that's what the rule book says. I think so too, but it's contradictory when you give a point. For just riding with no turn. Uh So, either, in my opinion, you say to get riding time, you need a turn, or you institute insta-death. I mean, so in my my estimation, what the riding time point is, is you were dominant enough to stay on top of someone for one minute, right? Because folks don't emphasize this control, but you did not have the ability to turn them. So we still want to give you some type of reward for your ability to do that. That's yes. kind of what in my like in my thoughts, and so I I don't think you need I don't think you need to take that away to call stalling more. I think if someone is not pursuing a turn, they they should get called for stalling. If you can ride someone aggressively and say attempt to turn them, and you're really grinding them. You will not get called for stalling, and you will get the ride time point, and that's fine. Mm. Or I would say give the top guy like eh, 15 seconds if he's not able to turn him, just put him back up on their feet. Uh, free of charge, continue wrestling. Free I would charge. also institute that. That sounds like a fun, fun thing. To and insta death. <laughs> and insta death. All right, this is a good question. Maybe... In my opinion, also, if folk style is all about control, there should be no break in periods. Copy that. Nope. No be... Like, I get it. It's much more entertaining to do a break in periods. But if you get the first takedown, if folk style wrestling is all about control and being able to control someone, why are you giving that guy the opportunity to get out free of charge, like giving him a restart? Like if you got on yeah. top and the other guy can't get away, ride that dude for seven minutes if you can. Okay. But instant instant death. I don't totally hate it. Question from Tanner Huffman. What's the future of USA Wrestling Heavyweight? What is Zilmer's ceiling? Is there other talent in the pipeline we should keep an eye out for? Yeah. I, I think Kirk, Kirk Fleet for sure. Um, Kirkwich? Kirkwich, I th- I think he's. If I had to say, hey, other than, you know who, the boogeyman, who shoot, he's too busy shooting milk to, to, make the walk. <laughs> Although it sounds like he might want him to come back. I think he's coming back at some point. We will see Gable wrestle again, but Gable, notwithstanding, I think Kirkfleet has a lot of promise for freestyle. So how do you feel about Mason Paris then? Not as good? Well, I feel good about him, but he can't beat Kirkfleet. 
What about Great American Hero Wyatt Hendrickson is continuing to improve, and he does have he is mandated to serve our country for five years. What better way to serve it than go pin some uh, Iranians and Russians? That is a good point. Um, that's a great point. Let me. And I guess someone would, someone would probably say Feldman as well. Now, Feldman, I I need I think Feldman needs to get a little bigger before I put him in. Well, yeah, Feldman, that, that, has, to, Feldman has to do a lot before I'm putting him in that, honestly. Because <laughs> he could be 213. That big Iranian threw him around yeah. at Junior Worlds. Like it, that like guy's good, though. He's so good. Yeah. He is. But he, th- those, there's, those guys are out there. Right, let me find this. Um, 125. Mm-hmm. So what are you Kirk, I'm just looking at trial. So Kirkfleet beat Paris 4-4. And then didn't they wrestle in consolation side too? Oh no. Oh no, Mason wrestled back for a third. He beat Tony Nelson because Nelson beat Kirkfleet. So Kirkfleet's beaten him um in freestyle, and he's only gotten better since that point in time. So yeah, I think probably I would say he's the the heavyweight of the future. And he seems to be like evolving a little more than, than Mason Has is. Has he publicly said if he plans to go the MMA route after 2024? He was non, like, he didn't give a specific thing other than I, it sounds like he's going to pursue freestyle for at least a period of okay. time. But I know he is also very interested in pursuing MMA. Yeah, I feel certain he's going to do MMA mm-hmm. at some point. You know Mason Paris? Uh, Daniel Kirkley. Gregory Kerfleet. Perfectly. Okay, good. Anthony Kassar just made his pro debut, I believe. He did. Tap that dude yeah. out after knocking him down with a punch. I wonder how good he'll, he can be. NCAA wrestlers can be really good. Let's see how fast he progresses. He's a good athlete. You know, he's... he's he, man who beat Gable. He's come from the same cloth as Bo in terms of work ethic and, like, dedication, which will go a long way. The biggest question is probably... Else. Shoulder. Yeah. You know... TJ Dillashaw, what his shoulder just comes out all the time. Like that's one of those things that. He's also UFC champion. Reigning right now? No. Oh, he no, was. Well, I said he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But did he have those kind of shoulder things coming into his career? I'm not sure. I really don't know the answer to that. Yep. So hopefully he can remain healthy. So love to see him. He's. I mean, he's living the life with Bo Nickel right there in State College at. Uh, or gym, so it's good. All right, it's a good place to be. Question from Detroit Style Pizza is number one at FRL listener. Last week, you guys briefly mentioned that Coach Brian Smith is tier one. How are Kale and Company not on tier one island? That's fair. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's maybe a passing comment, uh, but yeah, they're they're on they're on an island all their own. That's that's for certain. Okay. Why don't we why don't we beat it? Anything else before we go? Call it no, a weekend. So I'll be live from Phoenix next Monday because I'll still be there because we're all we're all gonna meet. Uh so I'm gonna wake up a little bit earlier for you guys because I think we're on I think Phoenix is funny because they're mountain time sometimes and cent- uh Pacific time they, sometimes. They uh Arizona is rec- whack. Recognize daylight what are they doing? They don't recognize so- daylight savings time. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> what is uh, just just can we get on the same page? You should you should not have a choice. What time it is. You can't just decide what time it is. Better in oh, Indiana that splits their state, state in right. half. Well, at least, it's right. a, at least it's split in half. 
Like, it's not like, oh, this city is this, and this is like all these little pockets of different times. It's just, that's not no, that kind of... No, they still recognize daylight savings, so it switches. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> but you know, I want to get that rid of mountain time. It doesn't sit right with Christian I also, Piles. It doesn't sit right with me. <laughs> that's just it. Uh, anyway, well, we thank you guys so much. Hope you have a great weekend. Good luck to everyone competing out there this weekend. College, high school, youth, The Pick'em Contest. Pick'em Contest. <laughs> Find a way to compete in something. It's fun. Yes. We'll be back Monday. Programming note. Next week, we're Monday, Wednesday, off Thursday. And then we'll be back after Christmas week that Thursday, which is a date. I don't know it. 30, 29th. 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 Yep. There it is. Thank you guys so much. Have a great weekend. Goodbye.